Want to talk? Want to do a podcast? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> it's the I'm trying end. to remember what I read. I know. I feel like I've read a lot. And I think because her stories skip around, which I love because you never get bored or you never get, feel like it's, gosh, is this chapter gonna, never going to end? Um, I do like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I always I, forget where I'm at. Well, and I, what my problem is, is I get to reading it and I'm really enjoying it and I keep reading it and then mm-hmm. I read it in advance. Yeah. Like, but I re- already read all this before our last book study and now I can't remember exactly what I read. I know. So I'm having to uh, review it. So anyway, I guess we can ask them to like and subscribe and share now. Yes, okay. absolutely. But today we're talking about bittersweet again, and our book. the second portion of it. So it's I think about 250 pages, and we're dividing mm-hmm. it up into five, and then we're doing a book study with the girls. Yes, and so they will be here tomorrow. Um, but we are just going to kind of go up. We'll be really ready for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be refreshed anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll be freshened up. Yes. So we're going to start in Chapter 7, right? That's called Things I Don't Do. Correct. Okay. What do you have to say about that, Jill? I, that was one of my favorite chapters. Let me see if this was the one that I outlined so much. Um, well, this is, I this just is where really, my, home, my homework idea came from. I can't get comfortable today. Yeah, it's. I just really thought it was a great, a great chapter. I love the fact that, and I think this, I fall under this category so much. Yeah, you do. But my category title is things I do or want to do or feel like I need to do or can I help do. Well, that's why you need a list of things you don't do. That's I know. Point. And I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I can't think of one thing to put on my list. Hmm. Um, but I love her. So my first, um, the first thing that I underlined was that she said, I love the illusion of being able to do it all. I'm fascinated with people who seem to do that, who have challenging careers and beautiful homes and vibrant minds and well-tended abs, throw in polite children in a garden, and I'm coming over for lessons. That is me in a nutshell. When I meet somebody that can do it all, I'm like... Hey, how'd you do that? Can I do you have over? an assistant? Yeah. I do. Can you teach me? <laughs> yeah. I do one hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, yeah, I, I, well, I love what her friend said. She said, and this is what Denise told me, an older friend. She said, it's not hard to decide what you want your life to be about. What's hard, she said, is figuring out what you're willing to give up in order to do the things that you really care about. Some mm-hmm. years ago, Lisa Turkhurst wrote a Bible study that I loved. Um, I, I don't love her newer ones as much because I feel like they're more self-helpy, but this one was called The Best Yes, and it really was about learning to say no. So you could say yes to mm-hmm. the most important things for you. So for homework, I, probably nobody did it, but it was to make a list of the thing, either one of two or both things. Make a list of the things that you don't do. Or, and or, make a list of the things that you are. So, if it's like making an I am statement. So, I am whatever it is. And I, I said, now, don't make it so, like, I said, I, go, I looked at Kelly and I said, don't make your list such that that could be my list. Like, our lists are different. Don't just put on there, I'm a child of God, because we both are. So, I mean, like, yeah, don't you can make put it that, but it has to be more about, I mean, more individualistic. Specifically yeah. about you, because we all feel the same way. We're all be- children of God. Right. So, find so, something... Name something else. Don't go to just what's basic for you. Dig deep and dig hard. And, and then find. that way, and the whole point of 
the I am statement to say that when somebody asks you to do something, you can refer back. I even know people who have like draw, you know, written them out real pretty and framed mm-hmm. them so that they can go back to the list and be like, all right, I've been asked to do this. Does this fall into mm-hmm. the I am? And, and and these are all good things people are asking other people to do, or all good things that yeah. we want to help with. But um, it can easily get us pretty bogged down if we say yes to everything. I yeah, oh, I totally agree. Two's really struggle with that. I struggle all the time. I do like that she says, I'm a list keeper. She and I could be friends. Yeah. I'm not kidding. She said, I always, always have a to-do list. Hello, list maker. Yeah. I love a list. And it says, at one point, I keep adding to the list more and more and more. Again, that's me. But when she talks about it, she says, you know, she added the line. She said, do everything better. And how each of those three words has a particular flavor of poison all on its own. Mm-hmm. And that is, nothing could be more true than that. Yeah. I mean, she she goes by, like through each word of all of that. Yeah. Um, she says, one of her core fears is that someone would think she can't handle as much as the next person. It's fundamental to my understanding of myself for me to be the strong one, the capable one, the busy one, the one who could mail you out, not make a fuss, bring a meal, add a few more things to the list. For me, everything becomes a lifestyle. Everything is an addiction. Yep. The word, like, everything. And um, I'll, I'll say this, like, you know, because we have four kids, a long time ago, Stephen and I were kind of like, well, Hallie was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, one of the girls that comes to study, her daughter was in her grade, too. And Stephen went and ate lunch with um, the girls. And my friend's, our friend's daughter was saying how she didn't like anything in her lunch. And Stephen says... Well, did you make your lunch? And she said, well, no. And she, he was like, well, if you made it, then you'd probably like what was in it, you know? And yeah. so we've really tried to empower our kids to do all, uh, as much as they can within reason, mm-hmm. given their age. Sometimes maybe it's been too much, but um, as a result, they're pretty independent. And um, so I had one girlfriend, though, say to me, well, like, what is it you do? And Stephen goes, you tell her you're in management. <laughs> and so I well, think it's that he's kind of like freed me up a little bit to be like, um, you know, like they, they need to do their own things. Oh, absolutely. Um, we can't do and be everything to every single person or really nope. to anybody. It's very hard. So you couldn't come up with a list of things that you don't do? I don't eat mayonnaise. That's okay. my list. That's not a, I mean... <laughs> I know, it's Which very makes hard. no sense. Okay, last night when I was like making that tomato pie, I was like, okay, what is in mayonnaise? I like pulled the mayonnaise out of the fridge to see like what the you eat the it's, things that are in the mayonnaise. But yeah, but it's mayonnaise disgusting when you wrap it together. No, oh my lord. Um, I do like where she said deciding what I wanted wasn't that hard, but deciding what I'm willing to give up for those things is like yoga for super yoga for the mm-hmm. super ego stretching and pushing and ultimately healing that nasty little person inside of you who exists only for what people think yeah i thought that was really spot on she's not a big housekeeper either yeah. you know and um so i i have not i have an i am statement because i wrote it a long time ago um but that i need to review before tomorrow if okay. i'm going to share it but i may not share it i don't know uh, if nobody brings theirs, I'm not sharing mine. That's just what I'm going to say. Well, but, maybe somebody will do it. But anyway, so I haven't really made a list of the things I don't do. But if I were to try to think of it right now, like one thing I don't do typically is make my bed. I really don't. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get back in it. Like, I know that's not 
ideal, but I don't. I really don't clean up after my cleaning lady. Like, she cleans when she comes, and then yeah. I don't do anything while she's gone. And, um, and that surprised you that I do. No, just I'm, the opposite of I both know those you things. Do. You do all those things. I can't. So, help. but that, that actually, like, that's something that doesn't bother me if it doesn't get done, and it frees me up for other things. So I don't feel stressed about it. Now, if I'm a person that that bothers me a lot, then then I would have to do something about it. Of course. Uh, I just like to have it done. I mean, I just like I like to sit down at my desk and organize it before I work because then I know where everything's you at. Feel, I don't I don't want to sit down to it. It removes anxiety for you, I think. Like right, it yeah. it frees up. I mean, like when I was in college and stuff and studying, I did want my space picked up. Yeah, because then you, you know. know. I mean, and it's I'm just not easier. saying I'm an animal or nothing, but I'm just saying like I'm like I'm. One of my sisters would be like, "I gotta go. I gotta clean the windows," and I'm like, "Really? Like you can't do that while we're on the phone?" You know, I'm just not. But she only has one kid, and so it's easier for me. I guess I just got to the point of overwhelming and just dropped some things. I did make my bed up today, kind of, <laughs> because you were coming over, but. Not that I'm going to see it, but what difference? Did you just feel better? Like, well, I just got this done, and now I feel better. walk in here, at least I'll have the sheets pulled up. That's what I have. Yeah. All right. So anything else from that chapter? No, I just thought it, I I love how she said, you know, she goes through it. And then she goes, here's a list of things that I don't do. And it was fun. I mean, to me, it's funny. She's like, I don't Mm -hmm. garden. I don't do major home improvements. I don't always change my clothes just because I'm leaving the house. Yeah. (laughs) Which we all fall into that category don't make my bed i don't ta- this i loved i don't spend time with people who routinely make me feel like less than i am yeah or s- who spend most of their time talking about what's wrong with everyone else and what's wrong with the world yeah i don't like you know and like i that. thought about that and I, you know how you catch yourself sometimes um like complaining about politics mm-hmm. or whatever and i thought gosh i do that I should quit doing that Cl- complain about politics know uh, you're, you're talking to somebody and you know you're not happy with it or yeah. You complain about politics, especially if it's not going your way. Me? Everybody does. Yeah, well, so, I have the time I don't even know what's going which way. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. I should. That's probably that's probably one of my things I don't do. I don't really keep up I with don't times. Really pay it. I mean, you'll you'll bring something up and then I'll look it up, or Stephen will be like, "Hey, did you see this?" and I'll look it up. But I'm not. I actually got a news app on my phone just so I could get be kind of like aware. So sometimes I will. Um, read that, but mm-hmm. I don't really feel like you're a complainer, though. I don't feel like I complain a whole lot, um, but I kind of categorize that under that, you know, under like not wanting to be around somebody that makes you feel bad. No, she says that in two different. I can't find it now. She was oh. saying that that's what that person does. Like you don't. That it's an and or. It's not a. They absolutely do. She said, "I don't spend time with people who routinely make me feel like less than I am, mm-hmm. or who spend most of their time talking about what's wrong with everyone else, uh, or what's wrong with the world, uh, or okay. who really like to talk about other people." Gotcha. Yeah. See, I didn't so, even hear about the what's wrong with the world. I just in that yeah. I just heard um, talk about other people and make me feel less than. That's what I heard. Oh, okay. So anyway, but no, I thought it was a great chapter. Definitely recommend. It's such a quick read. So yeah. All right. So what was your next big chapter? The next chapter, I don't even know how to say that. Is that a city? Alameda. Alameda. Yeah. Yeah. This is when she meets up with her like lifelong friends at one of their houses in California, and they have all their babies, and they're just like enjoying each other's company. Um, you know, like having some downtime. 
Yeah, I thought it was, I, you know, I like what she says. I realize why this kind of time together matters so much. Because there are things that you can't know, questions you can't ask, and memories you can't recover via email or voicemail. It's about being there and being there to really see what it's exactly like. It's the same for everybody. And totally different at the same time. Yeah, and, you know, and all a lot of her friends live out of the area. So they do mm-hmm. have to, like, make an effort to travel. And, and she's older now because this was written, what, 10 20, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. originally, yeah. and um, so, you know, they all had young babies, and that made it harder to travel, but she was just saying how important it is to make time for your friendships, or else you'll be looking for them, and you won't be able to find them, yeah. because you didn't make it a priority, but she said, if you're lucky enough to have your Monica, your Sarah, and your Kristen all right in your very own town, I hope you soak it up, and that you lie around on each other's backyards every Saturday afternoon, or stay up late on one another's porches three nights a week. Um, so just valuing people mm-hmm. that you, that matter to you, you know, well, and making time for them. Absolutely, and she even says, share your people with share your life with the people you love, even if it means saving up for that ticket. Or going without a few things for a while to make it work. There are enough long, lonely days of the same old thing. And if you let enough years pass, and if you let the routine steamroll your life, you'll wake up one day isolated and weary and wonder what happened to all those friends. And that could not be more true. I find that the older I get, you absolutely must cherish those friendships. Treat it like a garden. You still have to tend to it. You still have to water it. You know, but then there's the fruits of your labor, so... I thought that well, was and I, it's really good. I thought it was really good, too. And I really do feel like um, it does take, like, getting away or carving out that time because if you're just on the phone or you're just trying to text or email, the, there's not time for the, the wall to break down. Like, whatever, you know. You're yeah. almost like an autopilot, you know. True. Where you don't take some time to, like, take a breath and just mm-hmm. relax and just sit with it. You know, well, and think about it too when you're sharing with other people. I mean, or you're talking. You you have to be together. It, like I just went and spent some time with a couple of my friends. That uh, one of them I haven't seen in. It's been a hot minute. But when you're sitting there and you're you know sitting up late at night, all in your pajamas on the in the hotel beds, yeah. or you're walking around town or eating lunch or whatever, and then you start you you're sharing those stories and you think that was a really good time or that yeah. was really funny or that was so special and. I don't know, just even though at the time it might not have seemed. Well, and like then that you're, you're making new memories mm-hmm. at the same time. And yeah. it's hard to, because I have a lot of friends that live out of town, and it's hard to really fill them in well, if, if they're not there yeah. with you all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm thinking of a specific struggle my family went through. And you knew every step of it, every detail of it, because you're here. Mm-hmm. But some of my other friends, I don't have time to, like, well, give them a dissertation on every no. movement, you know. Because when so, you do start telling them, it feels like, it's okay, too this much. I can't might even not remember. be as important. Well, to, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, and it's yeah. a different moment. But also, I wouldn't be able to remember everything anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, my brain kind of works where it forgets some stuff that... Um, we don't we're you harmful. Can't rehash you know? <laughs> every single comment and topic, and no, you look at the big so picture. It's good to um, to make your friends a priority. Absolutely. So, all right, is that good yes. for that chapter? Absolutely. All right, so we've got we've got quite a few more chapters. Well, we can we skip might, around. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't re-review this next chapter, did you? Okay, I did, and I'll just okay. talk about it briefly. So they talk about going to South Bend, and they're at a, a rut in their marriage where they're trying to make some big life decisions, and they're just arguing and nitpicking and rehashing. And she makes the comment. She said, you know, she told her husband when they were there, she said, hey, we have to leave all these struggles here in South Bend. Yeah, I remember And that. there should be a timeline on, you know, we had this argument back when, and we both mm. apologized, but then we keep bringing it up. Like, mm. let it lie. Let let dead dogs lie. So she does talk about that, and I think she says, um, well, you know, when you do that, when you leave things behind, it opens up new room to make new experiences. So she says, the absence of all things we left there has created space for new things, good things, new patterns to be built, new moments of warmth and connectedness. Um, and she said we start to a we can actually start to hear each other again and listen and carry each other because our arms so aren't so full of all the things we've been carrying for months and rehashing. Well, that I thought that was really good, but don't you think that that gets easier as you get older and you're in your marriage longer? Where oh, it's yeah, kind totally. of like, ugh, it's not even worth it. Like you know, like just whatever. Well, I don't you know, think like you, it's you, not worth the argument. Like no. I care so much more about him that I'm just like whatever. And sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. And yeah. it's not just me. On. Like he's he's really good at like letting it go too. You know. So, but as we've gotten older, I've just noticed like things that probably would have caused a kind of a rift of a little bit of tension is now like, uh, you know, an hour or so. And I'm like, it's just not worth it. I'm, no. I'm not going to make this a two day marathon. No. You know, so I thought that was really good. I mean, some, and I would, you can apply that to friendship too. Sometimes you just got to let stuff go and move on, you yeah. know, and just oh, value the friendship and be like, we're two different people and we're just going to agree to disagree. No? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So the next chapter is 10, feeding and being fed, and she says, I'm a big believer in, in, in for no reason parties, last minute parties where the house is a little less than squeaky clean, where the guest list is whoever could come mm -hmm. in the three days noticed, and the menu is whatever I could think of, and whatever goes with feta or chutney. <laughs> Again, we could be friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, and there's some people that are so good at that. My friend Molly would just be like... Oh, you're coming over. Let me just throw together this flatbread. Uh, years ago, like, you know, we made that flatbread for the yeah. podcast. She was doing that like 10 years ago. And it's just like, she's like canned stuff. Yeah. Like she just everything pull it out. is just so easy. And she doesn't have a very large kitchen. It's it's pretty small. And yet she just like, it's no, and like literally something could be wrong with the house that she's got to tend to, but she just lets it go and has a party. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm just like, I, I love, those love people. that. I love those I people. I am a little bit uptight. Like I've had yeah. my lady say she'll come and clean the main floor for tomorrow. It's not my week. <laughs> so, I mean, like, but it's just, it's, it's just nice. No, I thought, I think it's great. But she says, I don't know where we'll be in five years or how exactly we'll pay the mortgage the next few months or when we'll have another child, but I do know how to make dinner and to see the people I care about gobble it up makes me feel like something is right even when it seems like nothing is. There's something so healing about those quiet moments at the table when everyone's mouth or mind or heart is full when you feel connected and nourished yep. and content, even if it's just for a split second. And I liked when we had the book study here because I like sitting at the table. I did like sitting at the round table. Yeah. I did. I like everybody could talk. We could see each other's face. You could feel each other's emotions. Yeah. And then yeah, and then we we broke bread. Yeah. I mean, I think that was phenomenal. 
So Well, and that was a great idea you had because I would never have thought about, you know, I try to get into the weeds. I'm like, oh, we need to do a Bible study. Let me look it up. And you're like, why don't we just do this book we're about to do on the podcast? Well, and I'm I like, mean, it's already here. That's awesome. Like, I'm I would a multitasker. Never have, I would never have thought of that. So, okay. I think for me, I think I can't put any more on my plate. And you're like, plates. Well, because because I, I don't clean the floors when well, Rebecca doesn't do it, and I don't I make don't. my bed, so I have more. <laughs> I, my plate's bigger than yours because I already I don't do those things. Well, her house is always clean though. If you uh, walk over, it's like you could lick the floor. I don't know about that, but um, I loved it when she said. So she had this dinner party, mm-hmm. and they all came over, and then she said, "I stayed up late long after they left, letting the candles burn down, trying to remember each moment exactly how the table looked and how each bite tasted." I felt nourished on an impossibly deep level, thankful and full and proud and humbled all at the same moment. And she said, even the next morning, Aaron kept remarking that I seemed so unusually buoyant. So that that like fills her love tank is the, you know, the community. And um, I love that. So I, I really feel like. We need community now more than we ever have with all the social media yeah. and like just it's so much easier just to like hide behind a screen and then it's just not as good. No, I think so. I thought it was great. All right. All See right. y'all next time. We'll continue on. Y'all like and share and follow. Subscribe. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook at Real Deal Friends and Instagram at The Real Deal Friends. Have questions? Email us at TheRealDealFriends at gmail.com. <laughs>